Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod. My name is Josh Earl and this is the podcast where I talk about the greatest compilation this country's ever produced, the 100% Hits compilation. Today, my special guest, please welcome into your ears, it's Terry Siakas, everyone. Yay! Hello, hello. Hi, Lovely Terry. to be in your ears. Hello, hello, Josh. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very excited to be here. That we finally got it. We, we were meant to do one <laughs> two weeks ago and yes. I, I got called into work. You did. These things happen. Yeah, they And that's do. okay. I, I can be flexible. I'm Good. flexible as a Russian gymnast. That is excellent to hear. <laughs> now, we're talking about volume 16. This yes. was 1995. Mm-hmm. What kind of music were you listening to in 95? Um, well, let me paint the picture for you. 1995 was my first year at uni. Oh, okay. I was at, I was at Melbourne Uni, so I was basically what wearing... What were you studying? I was, <laughs> I was studying arts, which okay. means I was studying, but I wasn't studying. All right. You know what I'm saying? So, 95, can I guess? 95. You were listening to, um, was it like bands like Pulp? Depeche Mode? No, no? not that cool. Oh, okay. I, my daily uniform was a pair of Blundstones and a flanny. So, oh, okay. so uh, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more that way. Yep. So this listening to this was, um, I don't want to say it was an assault on my ears, <laughs> but it was slightly jarring. Yeah, great. <laughs> so I was thinking, so because when did you do Triple J? When did you start there? Was it 99? Uh, no. So I reckon that was 2001. 2001. Okay. maybe. So I was at uni then. So I yep. remember coming home from uni and listing yes. in the afternoons yes. as well. So because that would have been – because Triple J now, I'm not, not sure if you've kept in touch with it. They play all kinds of music now. There's – I mean, I don't know who's in charge there. <laughs> I think it's still Richard Kingsville. I think still, he's still in charge. It's yeah. just like forever. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's it's very different musically, the programming, to what it was when I was there. Because it was very much guitars, occasionally hip-hop. Yeah, sprinkling of Aussie hip-hop yep. just to kind of temper all the guitars. I Absolutely think. no pop. Not really, no. 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 We're now, I think it is, now like Justin Bieber got number two song in the Hottest 100 two years ago. Yeah, well look, put it this way, there's there's maybe one or possibly two songs on what we're about to listen to that I went, oh yeah, we played that. Yeah. Everything else was not played, all not right. at all. Did you have any of these 100% hits compilations? I didn't, but my sister did. Okay. Yes. And she, Older? Uh, no, younger, ah. um, and was very fond of the kind of boys to men, yep. Kenny G genre. <laughs> so any of these compilations that came out with that shit on it, she was all over it. Yeah, we just had boys to men last week yeah. uh, with their, their huge, big, big, two, two bigger song. 14 yes. weeks at number one. Yeah, no, too long. 14 weeks too long. <laughs> yes. All right, we're going we're gonna to kick this off. All right, let's with do it. A, a, an act we've talked about before. We talked about this uh, act with uh, Andrew Levins. He's a big fan of yes. this person and especially this song. He said this song was yeah, better right. than the one we played. Okay. This is You Belong to Me by JX. Here we go. 
play it again. I mean, how many times can you repeat the same bit before you're inclined to mix it up a little? But I think this has been made not to be sitting in a room like we are listening to it. I think it's to be made... No, to, well, I'll tell you what it's Saturday made night. For. People our age, Josh, this is what you put on when someone rings you and says, I'm coming around in five, and you take a look around and go, this place looks like shit, I need to clean this up. You put this on and the frenetic pace just gets you there in five minutes. I've got to get to the chorus. Here we go. Can you get a more repetitive song? I mean... Yeah, we're about to. We're about to get a few of them. (laughs) There's so many on this one. I'm really sorry about this. The first four songs... Yeah. I would... if I. I try and only be negative about one song per album. Well, there are, I do. It's going to be I don't, hard I don't mind for you this. on this one. I know. I don't it? mind this one, but I would be skipping. Going, yeah. All right, yeah. Nah, skip, 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 skip. Well, skip. that was the thing, wasn't it? I mean, this genre was basically three lines of lyrics repeated 50 times. Three lines of something else as well. Three. <laughs> yes, that's very true. That's very true. But you know the weird thing? Because they had that song, Son of a Gun, yes. as well. So you can sing these songs over each other. Essentially, yeah. there's no variation in I, what these people do. I kind of preferred this one to Son of a Gun, which the Do reviewers you? didn't. Okay. Only because I think so. The vocals are here performed by a performer called uh, Sheena, real name Tracy Elizabeth McSween, but now she's uh, Sheena Winchester. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, well, she married a Winchester. <laughs> if you marry into the Winchesters, you take the You've name. You've got to take that name. Uh, but she was born into a very musical family. Her, her father was a calypso singer in a band called The Volcanoes. Right. And she studied at the Royal Academy of Music and uh, graduated with honours in classical musical theatre and commercial music performance diploma. Do you feel like her parents are disappointed <laughs> in <know>. her? <laughs> Just a little bit. I mean, I know this was of its time and popular, and, but do you reckon they were like, you could have gone so much further? Well, this is, this, this is the peak of the mountain for her as well. <laughs> This is, a fir- this is a debut single. What's, what's Mrs. Winchester doing now? Oh, well, she, she's done other stuff. She did other stuff with JX, but nothing that got to the okay. heights of this. Right. And then she's, she's been doing other stuff. But her husband, whose name I can't remember, we'll just call him Mr. Winchester, he's also in music. Okay. But he has his own Wikipedia page, so he must be someone uh-huh. of note. <laughs> That's a way that you I judge I didn't success. click on it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you have a Wikipedia page? I think I do, but yeah. it's very old. You know, it's not... Yeah, I don't know. Who who makes your Wikipedia page? I didn't do it. Who Wiki- does it? Wikipedia called my manager when I got no. when I got the job at ABC. They said, hey, Josh doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Can you send <laughs> us through some stuff? Is this some weird kind of telemarketing where the Wikipedia just ring random people and go, so hey, mate, bizarre. you haven't got a wiki page? Because when I one? did, um, uh, what's it, talking about your generation, Yeah, the booker of that said, you know, you're the only guest we've ever booked who doesn't have their own Wikipedia page. So there's people who are, like, legitimately, like, I need a Wikipedia page. I was like, I've got a website. I've got all my information. (laughs) You can Google me and stuff comes up. Yeah, that's right. Why does it need to be through Wiki? Yeah. Is that like the stamp of approval, your official eulogy? It's like it's the blue tick before you could get a blue tick maybe. Yeah. The little little blue numbers afterwards. All right. (laughs) You Belong to Me by JX. Okay. Done it. Done? Yeah. Don't need to go back. Yeah. All right. Here's another one then. This is a group called Alpha Team and they love a bit of a novelty single. This is 
Speed, the radio edit. I've been in the comedy scene for so long that yep. I can see just burlesque over this. Burlesque? Someone doing wow. some burlesque thing. That's a take I wasn't... I See, I was imagining like a woman with performing dogs on Australia's Got Talent. <laughs> That's While a yes from me. While wearing nipple tassels. Yeah. Like maybe that could be a combination of both. This is, this is one of the ones I do remember from Triple J. Oh, you played this on Triple J? I, I don't... So... All right, let's stop. You, you get it. They're using 95, the speed racer. I reckon 94, 95, so year 12, first year uni, was when I first really started listening to Triple J and nothing else. Yep. And I do remember hearing this on Triple J. And it's kind of like if the Avalanches did a really mediocre novelty song. Yes. <laughs> That's so weird because I remember the first week I listened to Triple, Triple J because mm. I lived on the northwest of Tassie. And so we were yep. a bit – I think it was like 90 – 94, 95 as well when it first came. Yeah. But I'd heard Triple J was amazing. Yes. I'd heard that, oh, this is the station you'll listen to. Yeah. And the album of the week, that first week that I listened to, was uh, Nick Cave's Murder Ballads. Right. And a kid at school had had the CD of Oh, it. wow. And uh, I borrowed it off him and listened to it. And I left it in our five-disc CD changer. Yeah. And I remember my dad finding it. Listening to the song Stagger Lee, which is all about a guy making another guy suck his dick. Great. And when I got home from basketball that night. Grounded. Absolutely. <laughs> Dad yelling at me, pornography. This is pornography. Oh, really? Yeah. And I quickly lied and said, it's not mine. It's Nick Bartlett's. And it was. It was Nick Bartlett's. Yeah. But yeah. But it was, um, yeah, that was, I wasn't allowed to listen to Triple J for a while after that. I remember back in the day watching Hey Hey It's Saturday with my dad and I remember... Uh, who was it? Red Hot Chili Peppers yep. performing Suck My Kiss and my dad being fucking outraged, just like, this is shit. We <laughs> are not – this show has gone to shit. Like, I'm, team, I'm team dad here. So appalled. I... Yeah, but for like <laughs> – I know why you hate them. But my dad was like, well, suck my what? <laughs> what? What? Like just – Total outrage. What and you can like imagine when, how it was performed. Yeah. There was a lot of What about when Tom Jones sang Kiss? Oh, no, probably enjoyed like that. that yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, this song peaked at number 74 on the Billboard charts, but in Australia it got to number 16. Yeah, right. But I don't remember us having Speed Racer as a TV show. So no. I get in America where it was like, oh, the novelty of like, it's like us doing around the twist kind of But do you song. reckon it was the popularity was, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to that time and I'm not saying this was, you know, groundbreaking music by any stretch of the imagination, but there wasn't a lot of that kind of, yeah. you know, putting, putting that into a song and giving it a beat and making it sound catchy and popular yeah. maybe that's what got it over the line yeah i think people were discovering dance you, music for the first time ever going oh wow this is could this you is dance different. to that though would you dance to that i don't know like let's let's see let's put it on and see if we want to dance I guess if you, look if you appealed to the gills you could probably dance to anything to be honest this is perfect for driving a car 
This is, you can drive a car to this. The, uh, just not on Punt Road. No. Because you just feel very frustrated. I, I don't remember Speed Race of the TV show at all. No, I know there's been a movie about it, but I was doing research into it and apparently there is, in 94, there was a one-act play at Comic-Con in San Diego which was being voted one of the top ten San Diego Comic-Con performances or, like, events and it was a one-man speed racer show. The whole setup was... The show, there were real people on the show and when the yeah. show got cancelled, they had to go off and do other stuff and this person went through every single, what every single character on Speed Racer did after the show was cancelled. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, I mean, a good concept for a show, I think. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. So that's Alpha Team with Speed Racer. Next. All right. Well, I don't know if you want to go back if you hear this one. All right. This is Clock. Yeah, call your band Clock. No. And this is their cover of Axel F. Taking a while to get there. I actually find this incredibly triggering because it immediately makes me think of that crazy crazy frog. frog, Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. It is horrific. (laughs) I there are two things I think of. I think of crazy frog. Yeah. And I think of that episode of Friends where they had the flashback and Ross is playing the little keyboard and he's, uh, playing, yes. dun, 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 he's playing the Axel F yes. song. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this was uh, – this is how this song was re- reviewed by yeah. uh, James Masterson in uh, the UK, one of the street presses there. There's no denying the brilliance of this record, making the Harold Faltermeyer classic more of a dance hit than he could ever have dreamed of as the song makes the top ten close – uh, top 10, close on 10 years since the original did the same. Was he writing that with a pen in one hand and a crack pipe in the it's other? It's incredible that this was like, he was like, yeah, this is genius. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not. But then, like, so this was 95. Okay. So Crazy when Frog. When was Crazy Frog? Early 2000s, I'm going to guess. Wow. I, the, see, the fact that this maybe birthed even, Crazy Frog alone is enough reason to just go, no. Nah. I mean, if he was really smart... Like clock, yeah, he would have had a frog on it and made millions in <laughs> ringtone royalties. Yeah, yeah, um, but he did have a pretty good career. So he he would just take like famous pop songs, yeah, and put a dance beat under them, and he would make it in the charts. In My the nine UK. year old could do that. <laughs> so yeah, I know. So his next follow up after this was that whoop. There it is. Oh, yep. He did. Oh, what a night! I hate this guy. <laughs> you sexy thing. Oh no, that's the way I like it. Wow. Blame it on the boogie. Serial offender. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He's a wedding DJ. That's <laughs> he's just he's just got a wedding and go, what gets people on the dance floor yeah, yeah. if I can make them a little bit faster? Yeah, I can rock this place. Yeah. Wow. It'll be a hit. Amazing. All right. Moving on. Now we have talked about this guy before as well. I can't believe he's back. <laughs> this is from his album, There is a Party. I really want to get to him when he's doing his vampire albums, which he did in the in the 
late like 2010s, I think it was. This is DJ Bobo and Love Is All Around. Sorry, you've just woken me up. Um, <laughs> oh, this is very 90s. It is. What kind of name is DJ Bobo? I mean, are you a DJ or a clown? Just pick a side, mate. Look at the cover. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, my God. Why it is exploding every day of the weekend? He's the greatest rapper from Switzerland. Mate, I, I watched the film clip. And he looks exactly the way you would imagine yep. someone named <laughs> DJ Bobo would look. He's a long-haired derp in a Sherpa jacket. He he dancing. now he now <laughs> looks it's so like you know I'm not having a shit on him how he looks now. He's well into his fifties, I'd gonna say. Yeah, but he looks like he's had a bit of work done. Well, I watched the clip through to the end because. That is how committed I am to this podcast. Right. <laughs> and right at the end of this film clip, you know how you get an ad at the end of the – it's his upcoming tour. Yeah. Which from what I can tell is happening only in Germany. But he looks like a bit buff and yeah. the hair is now cropped. It's receding clearly. Yeah. I mean it was receding then, let's face it. But he's he does look like he's kind of schmicked himself up a bit. Yeah, I'd say – look – if your name's DJ Bobo, I'd say you're not going to get the respect of your peers in the industry. No. no, no, no. And I'd say this could be the Carrot Top effect. Have you seen the comedian Carrot Top these days? I haven't seen him recently, no. So buff. Really? Buff and he's had he's worked on He's had his like – he used to wear makeup but he's had that painted on – like tattooed onto oh, his face. Oh, yes, the permanent makeup. Yeah, because he, he lives in Vegas now. He, that's, he just does – he has, stays in the one spot and just have the people – Come into wow, him. him and Paulie Shaw. Him, no, well, Paulie Shaw is in LA because he he he. Why why am I not surprised? You know exactly where Paulie Shaw well, is at any the, given time. The comedy store in LA. Ah, does his he? mum, uh, Mitzi Shaw, owned it, and then she passed away, and he now owns it. Got it. But he doesn't manage it. Right. Can't yeah. trust him. <laughs> Smokes the profits. Squeezing the jizz. <laughs> um, but Paulie Shaw was. Uh, Doing shows around America okay. as well. Like I've, I don't know, I don't know why I know so much about Paulie Shaw, but no. he pops up occasionally in podcasts I listen to. This could be your topic on Hard Quiz. Imagine that, <laughs> Paulie Shaw. We've got Josh Earl now talking about Paulie Shaw. That would be good because I know many of the writers on that show. Just to yeah. make them research Paulie Shaw yeah. would be great. Just, just to, to put them through that hell. Bad luck. You've got to watch Biodome, um, which Jack Black's in Biodome. Uh, there you go. You know uh, so much. I do know too much. Okay, so um, this was the follow. No, the second single from his second album. The album's called There Is a Party. Yep. Amazingly, not the like. There's a Love Is All Around. 
and this is the worst version of that. So there's yes. the wet, wet, wet version, which I thought yes. that must be the worst version of the song Love Is All Around. This is worse than this is the worse. wet, wet, wet version. Why, so why do they take – I mean, you look at the words in the title, Love Is All Around. This could potentially be the title of a beautiful song and yeah. yet both times, absolute massacre. <laughs> why? Is that what – John Lennon sings that at the end of All You Need Is Love, right? Love is all around. Yeah, no, love is all you need. Uh, uh, love is all you need. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. that's why he's better. Yeah, don't drag him into this. Sorry. <laughs> he's still big in Switzerland though. DJ, DJ Bobo. Bobo or John yep. Lennon. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Uh, and currently he's on the side of Energy Milk Drinks. Okay. Where you can win tickets to his upcoming concert for his last album, latest album. Evol- ever Evolution. Well, I looked it up. It says evolution, it evolution, but this is how he spells it. E-V-O-L-U-T-3-0-N. Mm. Yep. I mean, I get the zero is for an O, but yes. you can't swap no. I with three. No, you're swapping the wrong. Why do it's like a number plate? Yeah. You can't. You can do it on a number plate, but you can't do it on the title. And the posters, this ad that I saw for that tour, looks like a cross between a concert and a Ringling Brothers circus. Like right. uh, it's like he's not quite sure. Yeah where he's at or is he trying to cover maybe all his bases from the wacky to the hardcore? You know what? I will st- stand up for him in one regard in that he uh, he loves local artists in Switzerland. Okay. And was really annoyed when Switzerland used to fly in their Eurovision um, performance. Yeah, okay. And so he was like, no, we should have our own. Choose local. Yes. And yep. he wrote a song and it didn't make it through. <laughs> And it was about vampires, and he's got a whole album <laughs> about vampires. Amazing! So that's that's good. Is that going to be like a special one-off episode of this podcast where you get someone to just <laughs> review every single song on that? You, you should, should do like a special edition I should do, occasionally. Yeah. Just pick something. How hard quiz has the the round of losers? Yeah, or the week yeah. Of losers. I'll do all the all the all the ones I shat on. Yeah. Okay, I've got to do and the, and their the trick B-sides. is that you're only allowed to say that you like one instead of oh. only saying you know putting shit on one. You got to say no. I'm only going to say nice things about one of them. Okay, things are getting better. Okay, things are getting better. So this is Perfecto All Stars, <laughs> and their song "Reach Up." Papa's got a brand new pig bag. When I say their song, it's a cover. Here we go.
What is a pig bag? Pig bag is a band called Pig Bag. Okay. And so that was their song, Papa's Got a Brand New Pig Bag. A play on the James Brown song, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. Oh, okay. Uh, which, that song's really influential, the original song, not this one. Yeah. Uh, that song got to number three in the UK charts, the original. Okay. And really has influenced a lot of bands. So there's a band called The Rapture who did a song called House of Jealous Lovers, which you could yes. pretty much sing the chorus over that. Over that, Over yeah. that. That's how similar it sounds. Okay. I didn't know this when I first heard House of Jealous Lovers. Yeah. And I probably would have made me go, oh, that song's, oh, it's good. It's a good song. Yeah. But I know the source material. So got it. I'm going to say the source materials. You've got your references. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know I know what they're listening to as well. Uh, so this is uh, Paul Oakenfield who is a British electronic musician, Acid House DJ, producer, and uh, radio DJ Pete Tong. So they created Perfecto Records. Okay. Very little about Perfecto All-Stars. Spelled with a Z. On Spelled the with a Z, yes. <laughs> Just to be different. They're like a, it's like a, a country clothing shop. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Do you know the best one of those I've ever – so my husband hails from Warrnambool yep. and for a time he bought his jeans from – the Jean Jail in Warrnambool. Uh, if he'd been female, he would have buying his go. Would have been buying his going out clothes from a place called the Flesh Fence. <laughs> and I am not so making up the Flesh Fence. Any of that, the Flesh Fence. Well, in Launceston, <laughs> they had Routley's, which was the upmarket menswear. Okay. And the women's was called Yeltor, which is Routley's <laughs> backwards. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not good. But I thought Routley's was a major Australian chain. Like everywhere. Because they had Gary Lyon, the football player, come and do the ads for oh, it. Oh, did they? So, they did, so <laughs> Launceston for AFL football was like Japan for Hollywood actors. Yeah, they come down yeah. and do some ads and think no one's ever going to see this. And then, yep. then YouTube came along and they're fucked. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so uh, Paul Oakenfield, so um, he was also the producer of the Happy Mondays album Pills, Thrills and Belly Aches. Uh, and that won in the Brit Award for the best producer. Okay. And from then on, he was remixer for hire for groups like Massive Attack, uh, U2, uh, and his uh, perfecto remix mm. of Even Better Than The Real Thing charted higher than the U2 version. Oh, wow. Yeah. How do you reckon you'd feel about that if you were Bono and The Edge Ooh, and, and the other two? A bit flinty, <laughs> you would, maybe. You would, yeah. <laughs> a little bit flinty. I tell you, I, I don't remember this song, but I remember – a song that I, I do recall hearing on Triple J, which was a machine gun fellatio song called Isaac or Fuzz that started with an answering machine message of an ochre kind of sounding guy saying something like, uh, I'd like to find out about a song I heard last night at a disco party and it goes like this. Dun, 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 dun. So he's basically oh, doing that this baseline in his answering machine message and then machine gun fellatio created a whole song around oh, it oh wow because that's called ba- isaac or fuzz and it's quite it's i mean the answering machine message is yeah. quite clearly the highlight of the song but it's a good listen i'll have to listen to it uh so the baseline you brought up actually got voted the 40th greatest baseline of all time by stylus magazine okay yeah so look i mean the baseline you know you can nod yeah. your head to it yeah it's fun <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I really like this. It got to, uh, n- this got to number six in the UK. Okay. It also charted here in Australia, Ireland, Switzerland and the Netherlands. There's a lot of trumpet in it. You don't often hear yeah. trumpet in this kind yeah. of 90s music. Because I think 
tea so bag were that. kind of like you know flirting with the uh, the ska kind of genre. I don't yeah. think they were a ska band. They might have been. I'm not sure, but yeah, they were. Okay. They didn't mind a horn. <laughs> All right, moving on. I don't know if this this could be my favorite song on. Oh no, it's not. I've just looked d- down the list. It's not my favorite song, but it's up there. I do like this song. Yep. This is the Bucketheads. This is the bomb. These sounds fall into my mind. probably the only one on this side that I would have danced to then and yep. might still dance to now, to well, be honest, it, with it's, enough under It my still belt. makes the list of uh, top 100 dance songs yeah. on many of the like magazines and like uh, blogs, music blogs that are out there. Just a bit more kind of funky, yep. a bit more disco-y, just a bit less doof-doof. Yeah, so Bucketheads is aka Kenny Dope, aka K-Dope, aka Kenny Gonzalez, okay? <laughs> Kenny G. Kenny G. <laughs> yeah, he should have been Kenny G. Uh, this is look. There's a few songs on these compilations that I hear and go, I've heard that song so many times, I couldn't have told you who it was by. This is just yeah, one of those right. songs. It's just just out there. But isn't that um, like hasn't that been so heavily sampled? Like so many people have used that. Yeah. So this is the bit. sample he uses is from the Chicago Street Player. Um, and the subtitle that these sounds fall into my mind is actually a misheard lyric. So okay. on that one, I think it's the a Mondegreen. A Mondegreen, yes, because <laughs> uh, the actual lyric is "street sounds swirling through my mind." Yeah, um, but they've changed it to "these sounds fall into my mind." Why not? Yeah. Still works. Yeah, uh, this has been used as walk-on music for okay. a boxer, Prince Nazim Hamid. Does he dance into the ring? Oh, I don't. It's such a weird. Does thing. he swing it as he's climbing over the rope? I was thinking about this. Is it a way to put your opponent offside by going, "Oh, I like this song. Yeah, this, yeah. this guy's nice. I don't want to. I don't want to punch this guy in the head. Yeah, yeah. Like, lull yeah, them into I'm a, in a false good, sense. I'm of in a good security. mood now. Yeah. I should have said the song before. Uh, the reach out pub has got a brand new bag. Is yeah. also walk on music for another athlete. Ah, who? A professional darts player called Adrian Lewis. Never heard of him. But. Do you know, oh, of course, who, it's a darts, darts player, but yeah. he's, he's a two-time world champion. But he, I didn't know darts players have walk-on walk music. Walk-on music. Yeah, but like if you're playing darts, aren't you just like getting up from the bar yeah. and sauntering over to <laughs> the dartboard? Like you're not coming out from behind a curtain or being helicoptered in from, why I, do you need walk-on music? This is great. So darts have introduced a rule recently where you can't have your drink in your hand. 
<laughs> in like because people would use it as a like a balancing thing that get like, oh, balance and yeah, people right. say, no, it's, it's not fair. It's like See, the long I, cu- I couldn't in golf. do that because my drink would always be empty, exactly. so there'd be no point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but they have to hold on to their like have a sip of yeah, their pint right. and go, oh, that's that's that, how much I've got left. They don't play that by those rules in Australia, do they? No, Surely not. <laughs> no, and I was I was thinking that going, is that how they like they go? All right, I've got to hit the. I've got to hit the 16, which is on the side of the board. All right, I'll have a bit more of my drink yeah. and then I'll be leaning to the side a bit more yeah. and, then I can, <laughs> and then I can hit it. Uh, this song uh, got number 11 in the ARA charts, top 20 in 19 other countries. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is much more my jam, this yeah. one, because it's not shit. Yeah, I do like this one. <laughs> yeah, All right. me too. Speaking of not shit. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, sorry, we might go back into that territory. It's the bad boys of boy bands. Oh, no. It's E17. A song I'm sure your little sister will listen to. This is Let It Rain from their album Steam. enough of that i just the thing about east 17 as far as boy bands go just never did anything for me not even the slightest tingle in the nethers not even house of love no nothing just i think house of love is still a good pop song yeah okay that was their first one though yeah well you gotta but i mean it's all right maybe was yeah that was all right maybe maybe but this what is this? So this is, is coming <laughs> off the back of their first number one single, okay, which was uh, "Stay Another Day," which was a ballad, which right. was more in the take that vein. Yeah, because take that were coming in. Would have been playing yeah, that. And these yeah. guys were like, obviously going, we need to show that we can do what they're doing. Yeah. But this is more in the vein of the House of Love. Yes. Kind of, hey, we've got one world. Let's not ruin it. Why would you bother E17? <laughs> I mean, why would you bother? What, what I this also got number one. It did it really in Lithuania. Only. Okay, now I get it. But that's that's fine. I mean, no offense to the Lithuanians, yes. but <laughs> but here's maybe a little bit of offense when you that initial intro, the talking intro, when they're divvying that up. Yeah, 
do you reckon they're wanting to do that? They go, oh, I'll do that. Or do you reckon they're going, ah. Oh, no, I no, think they're can, fighting over it. I watched that film clip. I reckon they had a fight before they decided who was going to do that intro because if you watch that film clip, it's like they're saving the world. They're being... Yeah. They're coming in on a helicopter. They're, it's, Which, uh, you know, some kind of warehouse or something like it's, you know, ground zero. And I reckon they would have fought over who was going to do that bit. It's very hard to talk about, hey, we need to save the environment when you're flying around in fucking <laughs> helicopters for your film clip. <laughs> I also think it's kind of like when, you're, when you've got number one, you've, you've surrounded yourself. Your first album's been a hit. This yeah, is from the, the follow-up album. When you surround yourself with yes people, mm. no one's saying, hey, maybe... Maybe you just do the Well, they were definitely the surrounded hits. by yes people because I only know uh, the names of two members of East 17. The one named Guy who looks like he cuts his own fringe, brackets too short, um, and the other one named Guy who wears backwards baseball cap so it looks like he's taller than he actually is. So they were definitely surrounded by yes people who were not <laughs> tapping them on the shoulder at any stage and saying, mate, it's fucking ridiculous. What are you doing? <laughs> It's so yeah. All this, it's it's very funny that they they were kind of like the hard boys of the boy bands as well. And I think that they tried to make that their point of difference. Yeah. It's like we can woo you, but we could also potentially cut some shit up. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny that Robbie Williams looked like he fit more in with this band <laughs> yes. than Take That. Yes, because he was kind of like the 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 hooligan of Take That, and that's what that's eventually got right. him kicked out of the band because he said, "Yeah, I, I do drugs," and like, "Out you go." Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. Whereas East Seventeen would have said, "Mate, yeah, <laughs> come on, put on this hat backwards." <laughs> All right, moving on. Now this this was a Triple J staple. Absolutely was. This is Master Well and Norman Cook before he was Fatboy Slim and when I was a sperm. When I was a sperm 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 I had a lot to learn But the one thing I knew was I could not remain in my environment the predicament hectic I had to get out quick Through my daddy You know the term So do I have to say it Time to get out Cause he's about to spray it I had to swim through the gym And the pool is crowded But I wouldn't stop You think I did? About a million and one other brothers Were pursuing me As I swam for the ovaries I got to find one Got to get with one Just like my dad did Before he called me kid One time resident of the prostate Now I make my home the placenta Down the road I will wear my Adidas But for now call me fetus When I was a sperm I had a lot to learn When I was a sperm I had a lot to learn When I was a sperm I had a lot to learn I had a lot to learn When I was a sperm I'm going to put it out there the greatest song ever yep. to talk about your dad's prostate. <laughs> I mean, there's to be fair, it's it's a hard pick because there are a lot of words in that song that you've never heard in a song ever before. <laughs> you've picked out prostate. I mean, there's so much medical terminology yeah. in this song and you've got to love a song where they don't feel comfortable to say the word dick but they're happy to use the phrase, time to get out because he's about to spray it. But you've shied away from the word dick, which is an interesting, interesting choice, was I it, feel. Say, in his mum's placenta? Was that one of the lyrics as well? That's not, te- that's not technically right. You don't in, you're in 
Because no, well, you're attached to one. Yeah. You're not in it. No, no. I mean, they're talking about being in a lot of stuff in this song, but I don't think technically you're in a placenta. I should know that because I've had two children and yes. I did the birthing class. You've seen the process. But do you know what happened in my birthing class? Please tell me. So I love birthing class stories. <laughs> we were all on the floor yep. in a circle. Yep. Breathing? Were you breathing? Breathing. Everyone <laughs> yeah. was breathing. Yeah. And, but it was a time when like any questions, anything. And, and the woman who was doing, the midwife who was doing it was, she was take no shit kind of midwife. She's yep. seen it all. Nothing's yep. going to phase her. Yep. And a guy said, oh, she said anything that you're worried about. And he goes, yeah, I don't really feel like I'm a dad yet. I kind of feel like, and she goes, we're well, going to be. So get get ready. <laughs> Just shot him down. And it was very funny. I'm like, oh. Wow. And then they got out a placenta to show us but it was just in an ice cream bucket just in like a oh like, like a fresh one like a fresh one okay ice cream bucket and they put a tarp down and she sprayed it out on the floor it looked yep. like a big meat beret yep and good, she good was, description that's you. an instant mental image yep. that i didn't want but anyway and everyone was kind of asking questions and yep. then my wife beck said so how would you know if it's torn and the Midwife just went, oh, because it'll look like this, and just ripped it in front of us. <gasps> oh my god! And I was god. like, that's someone's placenta that they donated, yes, to the hospital. I mean, they didn't want to take it home. No, so obviously they didn't have a lot that of people much. Do we took it home? We got it encapsulated. So Becca did you? Oh yes, the capsules. Yeah. Yep. You didn't bury it in didn't the backyard. Didn't bury it. No. We considered burying it, but we had a beagle at the time, and we thought, you know what? He's going to dig this up and drag it around the yard. We're renting. We don't want to put that. <laughs> <laughs> we want our bond back. <laughs> But but it was the thing. So we capsulated them. Yeah. And, and, and I even had some because it was like just full of iron. It's good. Yes. Good for you. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it was a weird thing that she just was, oh, I'll just rip it. Instead just of saying, rip into it. Instead of saying, oh, how, how would you know if it's torn? Mm. Oh, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll inspect it to see if it's torn. Yes. No, she's just straight in there. Rip. There Maybe you go. Maybe it's her favourite thing to do, rip yeah. open a placenta. She, I mean, it's the ultimate a visual learner. unboxing, isn't <laughs> <Yes>. it? Just <laughs> rip it open. See what's in there. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go. Master Well. Real name, Weldon Irvin Jr. Uh, he was a composer, playwright, poet, musician. He was also the band leader for Nina Simone. Oh, wow. Yep. So he went from Nia Simone to, to this. this. Well, he's still he, a poet. He's yeah. still using those poetry skills. I think somewhere in that song, what does he What does he rhyme? Umbilical with angelical. That's good. Which is, you know, borderline, but I'll give him some respect. He mentored Q-Tip and uh, Mosdef. Mosdef. Yep. Uh, he also wrote the lyrics for the song To Be Young, Gifted and Black, which Nina Simone performed and people have dubbed it the official civil rights anthem. Wow. Yep. Sadly, he killed himself in 2002 out the front of Nassau Coliseum where the New York Islander hockey team play. What was, what was the significance of that? I don't know. Spot? Was I, that sending a message? I, or? I tried. I looked into it and there was nothing, nothing about why it was there. Okay. Um, but it was also like there were other – it wasn't just that the Islanders played there. It was like a right. big venue for hire. So I'm okay. not sure if something – he was protesting something or yeah, who right. knows. Um, but this is – the other part of it is Norman Cook. Fatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim. So You've come a long way, baby. Yes. So he was <laughs> went from the House Martins. He's also performed under so many different names. This is one of the few songs he's put his name to. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, it is wall-to-wall sperm. Why wouldn't you go, yeah, the sperm song, I did that. That's well, mine. Well, <laughs> this is what I, I didn't know. So he had a hit under the moniker Beats International. 
Ah, oh, that Got sounds it. vaguely Yeah, familiar. number one single with the song Dub Be Good To Me. Yes, uh, I know that one. Well, he got into a legal dispute and lost because he lifted the bass line from the Clash's uh, Guns of Brixton and borrowed, borrowed lyrics from the SOS band's Just Be Good To Me and changed okay. it to um, Dub Be Good To Me. Yep. Lost the court case and was ordered to pay twice the royalties of wow. what he made from the song, which bankrupted him. Uh, and after this, he formed a band called Pizza Man, which had a song called Happiness, which I loved as a kid. Do I know that one? I don't know. I can play it for you now. Let's. One thing I will say about this uh, when I was a sperm is that it is so good that there's not a film clip to it because it would have had to have been filmed on the end of a speculum and no one wants that. Oh, I do know this. Yeah. Well, this was used in a juice ad uh, and made him a lot of money. There's a there's a chorus coming up. Then that was in 95, and then 96, he, he started Fatboy Slim and didn't look back. Never still going strong. looked back. Yeah. Um, so this uh, got to number 23 in the charts here in Australia. Okay. We loved a novelty song. We loved <laughs> About it. About sperm. It was only in Australia that it charted. Really? Yep. Oh, that's not quite right. That means there's the, – the, I mean, when you look at the lyrics, this this is actually – towards the end you realise the whole point of this is that it's a cautionary tale about, you know, getting people pregnant when you don't want to. And also I think there's mention of STDs and AIDS in there as well. He's, he takes a long while to get to the point is what I'm saying and he's very graphic along the way. But, you know, does the job. It's got a catchy beat. I like it is it. definitely the boppiest song about sperm that I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> any uh, any musicians out there, that's a challenge for you. Yeah. Try and write a bop yeah. about jizz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Another cover. There's been so many covers on this uh, on this album. This is Duran Duran and their yeah. cover of the Grandmaster Flush and uh, Flush. Uh, Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> That's the tribute band. Yeah. White Lines. Thank you, Simon. That's enough. 
I mean, there's thinly veiled drug references and then there's yeah. this song. Yeah. <laughs> the film clip to which opens with, I think it's the bass player just furiously rubbing his nose. <laughs> well, Grandmaster Flash and Millie Mel were both in this version as well. So they're in the original. Yep. So they're paying homage and it's okay. actually getting them some work as well. Giving props. This was from their album Thank You, which was a total covers album and it was them saying thanks to all their influences. So doing covers well ostensibly songs. that's what it was it was either that or them just going oh we've got to do something here and we don't want to write anything new i know thank you well this was the second single from the thing so they had the people they had on that on the album that they covered was uh they did uh perfect day by lou reed which lou reed said is the, his favorite version of the song really yeah yeah okay uh, they also did uh, Bowie. They did a Mick Jagger song. Um, so something about those Berlin years that the Duran Duran fellas liked. Uh, the album, which in 2006 was declared by Q Magazine, the influential UK magazine, the worst album of all time. <laughs> that's a that's a big that's call. a big the, call. The worst isn't it? album of all Do time. Do you get like a certificate or a trophy for that? Like you know when you get. A good award they give you something. Do you actually get one for that as well? What I thought Q should have done is the review for thank you should have just been no thank you. No like thank you. Ah, oh, see, you should yeah. have been writing the reviews. I should have. <laughs> so I've got the top ten of the of the worst uh, albums of all okay, time. Okay, hit me. All right. So Duran Duran, thank you one. Jerry Halliwell, Schizophrenic two. Fair. I've never. I don't know any songs off it. So she, she wasn't a great. I mean, as as a group, yes, there was a time and a place, yeah. but not individually. So, Urban Renewal, which was a bunch of hip hop and R and B singers doing Phil Collins songs. Urban Renewal. That sounds like some kind of supplement that people our age should take daily. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's some council uh, about to do a yes. presentation. It's called Urban Renewal. Uh, but on that, if you want to hear Old Dirty Bastard do Susudio, Su- Su- okay. you can. That's on that album. Excellent. Uh, Lou Reed, Metal Machine Music. Don't uh, know. Which. Really? I, it's a bad is album. Is it a thing? It's, it's, a, it's almost like it's an experiment. It's, okay. I'm just going to make as much noise as I can. It's not as bad as the album he did with Metallica okay. a few years later called Lulu. That, that is, if you could get through the first song of that album, you're amazing. That's, That's the one that you need to do as your special right. once off. Put that in contention. Uh, Billy Idol Cyberpunk, which we've talked about on the on the show. That yep. had I didn't mind the song. I, I liked I liked the vision. He just didn't nail the execution. So, okay. You know. Naomi Campbell, Baby Woman. Oh, I forgot she put music. I out. know that's another person who just surrounded oh, themselves with yes people, yes, do whatever yes, they wanted to absolutely. do. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin Rowland of Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh, his solo album, My Beauty. Dexy's Midnight Runners is Come on, Come on Eileen. Eileen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they're, they're more than just that song. Are they? Fans of Not fans of theirs will be like, no, they're actually like they were really a good band, but they just had that one song that people kind of attached themselves to. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised that um, that they're on that. Well, that uh, Clock uh, <laughs> didn't cover Come on Eileen. Uh, Westlife allows to be frank. Yeah, that's on there. Tin Machine, which is the David Bowie uh, band, uh, their album Tin Machine Two. So on their Thank you album. They've got mm. three of the artists from, from the this worst, worst ever yeah, list. Yeah, so, so really someone didn't do their research. <laughs> well, or the person who did this list just hates those artists. And was like, yeah. oh, this album's just 
worse versions of those songs. Well, you do have immense power as a reviewer, don't you? I mean, if you've got a grudge or an axe to grind and you can write, then there you go. There's your outlet. You don't need to do Tai Bo. You don't need to have therapy. You just need to file your copy and there you go. (laughs) All right, moving on. This is our last song. Normally we only do... Nine songs per out per side. Mm. This album, Volume Sixteen, has twenty songs on it, so we're doing ten. Wow! Which will make the end percentage easier. Okay. So this is arguably the biggest performer on this. Duran mm. Duran were big, but they weren't Janet Jackson level. This is the eighth single <laughs> from her album Janet. Janet, that is Janet. Period. That's yes. how you meant to say and it. And a small J. Small is that, J. Yeah. Yeah. Janet period. Yeah. This is whoops now. to another planet <laughs> i love this song uh, so do i <laughs> i'm I so glad you said yeah. that because i was gonna go this is my favorite on it's the whole really thing. good i didn't <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard it before well it's a hidden track is yeah. it like a hidden track from this album which is amazing and it's also what i really forget or miss those hidden tracks like because you used to buy the buy the music and it was almost like oh i'm getting more value for money here yes and sometimes the hidden track wasn't a musical track most famously from my memory bank do you remember the band ash yes they had an album called 1977 and if you let that play all the way through to the end you were treated with the sound of one of the band members being violently sick <laughs> and the others all laughing at him as it splashes onto the ground and he heaves well normally there was like say five minutes of silence then the track yep. some people would put them at the start you had to go oh. forward it was a little trick thing and i can't remember I th- i'm not sure if tool or nine inch nails or someone did that oh, where okay. you had to go forward and then there was a song Really hidden. Yeah, yeah. right. My favourite is, um, it's, uh, what's it called? Forget It Sister on Ali Daily, You're My. They've ah. got a, a hidden track as well, which okay. is one, one of their better songs. This this is my favourite by far on, yeah. on this compilation. And also, interestingly, there's been female vocalists on other songs that we've heard, but this is the one and only track that is credited. <laughs> To a female on this, on what we've just listened to. Yep. She's like, that's it. Well, what happened? So she signed with Virgin uh, Records. She met Richard Branson and signed for f- uh, $40 million, uh, making her the world's then highest paid musical act. Wow. And there's a lot of uh, anger about that and people were saying she's only uh, signing that much because of her surname because she's a part of the Jackson family, which is why the album was called Janet Period. She wanted to disassociate yeah. from the Jackson family yep. and just be Janet and that's why she she was uh, 
adamant she was going to write all the songs. Yeah. So she she co-wrote all the songs. She did all the lyrics and had uh, arrangements with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but she was very much involved in yeah. the arrangements as well. It wasn't just like, I'll write some lyrics, yeah. you put some um, music to it and try and figure out the melody. She was like, no, no, that's it. The album went on to sell 14 million copies. Huge. Yeah, so Richard made his money back. <laughs> he did, and then some. Yeah. Uh, so in September 93, she appeared topless on the cover of Rolling Stone, the very famous uh, with her husband, her then husband, with yes. his hands on her breasts, which yes. has been lampooned many times. Yes, the hand bra. Yeah. So that We've wa- all worn one. So <laughs> that photo was the one they used for the cover, but just the face. Yeah. But on some editions, they used the whole thing. And because she uh, was talking about, I'm. Um, a sexual person now. I'm not just this yes. little kid. So and I'm also the, in that shot, not only is it the hand bra, but the jeans are kind of half unbuttoned as well. So, yeah, she was driving that message home. Well, someone likened it in the, in the story to um, Marvin Gaye went from uh, what's going on to let's get it on. So this is her <laughs> Marvin Gaye moment. She's <laughs> yeah, gonna, right. Yeah. Uh, it's all about sexual liberation. Uh, so uh, the Vancouver Sun... Uh, When they were talking about it all, they said, Jackson 27 remains clearly established as both role model and sex symbol. And the Rolling Stone photo of Jackson became one of the most recognisable and most lampooned magazine covers of the year and of all time. Uh, And so then they talked about her tour that year. Yeah. It was very sexual. She'd get people out from the stage and grind up on them. How dare she? People were I mean, a bloke has never mind. done that before, has he? There but when a, a woman does it. There is an ama- There's a thing in the <laughs> – it was in the news today. So um, so Matt, Matt, I think his surname's Healy from the band 1975. Yeah. In their tour shows now, we'll get people on stage and he'll give them a kiss and stuff like that and send them back. They're really? Big, yeah. And in COVID are, times? Well, not only that, people are saying that's – you need their consent first. Yes. And there was a big article in The Guardian today about – just that thing and this consent with performers. Yeah. We can't just go into the audience now and do stuff without having Because someone consent. might say that's an assault because I didn't ask for that and you And also didn't. with COVID going, I don't want you in my space, I've been told this is Yes, like, that yeah. works both ways. It's, yeah. It's not like just you're gonna get something from the great unwashed. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if that guy's going around everywhere just smooching people, I don't want him anywhere near me, thanks. Uh, but the, here's the thing. So this is what I wanted to read out. I thought I was reading out then. So um, her Music videos can be to a high degree of sexual freedom among young women, especially black well, young women. And there's uh, Jean Twenge, who wrote Generation Me, Why Today's Young Americans Are More Confident, Assertive and Entitled, and More Miserable Than Ever Before, said this. So, in the 50s, only 3% of young women had received oral sex from a man. By the mid-90s, however, 75% of women aged between 18 and 24 had, ex- had experienced cunnilingus. Yep. And they said music videos by Mary J. Blige and Janet Jackson... Uh, implying male and female oral sex and in Janet Jackson pushing a man's head down uh, absolutely contributed to this. People were like, oh, you can do this. Well, it's interesting because this particular film clip for this song is one of the most wholesome. Yes. (laughs) Just of all the the songs to be talking about within that context, this clip is like fun in the sun, jaunty ponytails, (laughs) like there's, there's no sex happening in that clip. Now, my thing with this, this is the eighth single from Janet. Mm. This is volume 16. This is the first time I'm talking about Janet Jackson. But I've talked about Diesel six fucking times. Well, and also the album before this one was, was it Rhythm Nation? Yeah. Like how was nothing from Rhythm Nation 
was there anything from Rhythm Nation that has popped up on no. these compilations? No. Come on. Anyway, that is that is the end yep. of our songs. So let's go through how many hits do we think there was, Terrace Yarker? So let's go. You belong to me by JX. <sighs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Alpha Team Speed. That I will say that was a hit because it got played a lot and okay. people liked it and the novelty value kind of gets that over the line. Clock, Axel F. Just horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Love is All Around by DJ Bobo. No, thanks. Reach Up, Papa's Got a Brand New Pig Bag by Perfecto All Stars. Do better. Okay. <laughs> the Bomb by The Bucketheads. Um, did I like that one? Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. That yeah. I would, yes, absolutely a hit. Yes. Let It Rain by E17. <laughs> Look, just because they don't do anything for me doesn't mean that that song was not a hit. Their, their songs were, well, it was a hit in Lithuania, so I'm yeah. going to say yes. Okay, hit. <laughs> when I Was a Sperm by Master Well and Norman Cook. Massive. Hit. Massive. White Lines, Duran Duran, Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel. I'm really torn on that one. I... I'm, I'm going to say yes. Okay, yes. And whoops now, yes. Janet Jackson. Yes, huge. We've got six. That How? Is, that is very impressive. How? 60%. I mean, Duran Duran was borderline. That could have gone either way for yep. me. But, yeah, a lot of tripe early on in that compilation. Absolutely. If you're buying this compilation, you're going, oh, this. Yeah, you're getting ready to take it back to brushes and say, no, no, I've made a horrible mistake. Am I team hit machine now? This is what's going on. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for doing this, Terry. Absolute pleasure. Do you have anything to plug? No, not not really. I'm st- I'm a writer for hire yeah. still. Um, most days you can find me in the kitchen, but I do still write. So yeah, doing that. Excellent. Hey, if you're in Melbourne, I am doing the live show this Sunday, the week this comes out. So on December 18 at the European Beer Cafe at three o'clock. We have we're looking at. Volume 17, side <laughs> A. It's a lot better than volume 16, can wow. I say? I might have to come. We have uh, songs by Pulp, Radiohead, Jill Sabu, Seal, Chris Isaac. What happened? It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. They must have, I think they changed staff. There okay. was like a huge purge of the people who were deciding yep. what went into these compilations, and then they started fresh with volume 17. So there are still a few tickets available. Uh, there's live performances of those songs by people like Geraldine Quinn, Gillian Cosgriff, Jordan Barr, Hot Department, Oliver Clark. Uh, Jess McGuire is going to be sitting with me, as is Justin Hamilton. Uh, we're going to be talking about the songs. All the money that we raise is going to the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. So head over to joshearl.com.au for the tickets. 3 o'clock, December 18, European Beer Cafe. Hopefully I'll see you there. Thank you for joining me. Pleasure. See you next time. Bye. Bye.